So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about you and your life a bit. So get comfortable, or if you're driving, possibly don't get comfortable. <laughs> Stay alert. Um, if you're walking, ah, just take it down a notch. And if you're at home, like me, get yourself a tea or a coffee. Right, so... Um, right, so... I don't focus on numbers. I think I've said this to you guys before, but now and again, I kind of, you know, have a look to see what's popular of what I've done. And the top two were the ones, I think it was top two. Anyway, it was the top ones um, of the podcast things was the first one was, um, are you okay? So it's when I check in with you guys, you know, and that tells me you're not being seen. So for that to be resonating and for you, and like, you know, it's the one that kind of is like, are you okay? Everything is going to be all right. So you just need reassurance. So again, it's about visibility. And the second one was, I have no friends. Well, it was one of the higher ones anyway. And um, I have no friends. And it was, again, this feeling of you not, you know, well, that tells me a story. It tells me that you guys lean in more when you feel invisible and you're not being seen, you know. Um, that's a shame, isn't it? That's not very nice. It's not very nice on you. It, it's not a shame that it's happening to you directly in the sense of you're responsible for it. But isn't it shit that, you know, at the end of the day, we are spirits in a human body, having a human experience. And th the one thing we've actually come here to do is to be seen. Because as spirits, you can't see them. Um, you can feel them, because that's what I feel and download and talk to, right? Um, but, you know, we're here in a physical reality to be seen, and that's why it's so important. So when, you know, when we don't feel seen, a couple of things happen is that we start to internalize that neglect and we start to feel shit about ourselves and it affects our self-esteem because we're always measuring our environment to see how good we are. That's why people without things can feel really rather put out and not good enough. So they go out and they buy all this stuff to make them be seen in a certain way. You know, it's external and environmental manipulation you know um, that's all that is I mean it's not good or bad it's you know, nonchalant really if you think about it um, and nondescript it's just that some people do it and some people don't um, so being seen is really really important now you know on the friends front we're always going to find our way home eventually so what happens is we will, you know, have friends and then we'll kind of fade out and not talk to them and we might fall out. I fell out with a few of mine, to be honest. Um, got on my nerves. And then ultimately we either go off into a completely different direction or, you know, if they are kind of in our soul contract and they are good people underneath with good hearts, they're just being a jerk that day or like, you know, went through a dickhead phase you know, 
eventually we will kind of reconnect in some way, maybe like about 10 years later when they're a bit more mature or something. But we, are, we will always come back home in some formality when it comes to your values and behaviours. You know, so in the same light, that's why you fall out with people. That's why you distance yourself is because they're not resonating anymore on a values and behaviours setting. You know, and the other thing that you want to know about is with friends is that you've got to give them the right place. So if someone is a little bit on the selfish side, don't give them so much, you know. It's not black and white. It's lots of different shades with people. But if they consistently and continually and strategically keep letting you down, then get rid of them. You know, your values and behaviour shouldn't be so compromised. So different gradients, yes, but when it's a persistent, like, tyrannical campaign to make you feel bad about yourself and abandoned, then that is not okay, right? And as you float through life and you learn about yourself and you heal from the past, you're going to resonate with some people and, and not resonate with others. So, you know, say if you, you know, um, have had a bit of a tough life, you know, say if you're abused or, you know, had narcissistic upbringing or whatever it is, you're naturally going to fall within the familiar. So you're naturally going to find friends who are narcissistic as well because you know the role like the back of your hand and that's the familiar and everything like that, right? But as you go, whoa, hang on a minute, I can't take this shit anymore, no thanks, then you're going to have to do a couple of things. So one is completely cut these people off because they just hurt you and there's no need. Just don't be around people who hurt you, right? And then the other thing is you have to grow and learn and find a new you know, baseline. You have to find a new um, set of values and behaviours. And as you do that, as you grow, you might be lonely for a while. You know, and I've said for a while, like, if you want to be successful... And this is personally, professionally, whatever, career, even on an emotional level. If you want to be successful, you've got to be prepared to be lonely for a while. And you might go a couple of years not celebrating your birthday with someone. If I'm open and honest with you, I don't. I spend every birthday on my own, not out of choice. But it's taken me to this point of 42 to realise that I have consistently repeatedly had selfish friends that I would bend over backwards for but it when it came to me and they didn't give because again narcissism they didn't give or wouldn't do anything for me directly I would be okay with that and then continue to reply to their texts and everything because my um baseline was that low yeah that's the example that's that's how I was being made to feel now I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. No, this is not good. I have different expectations, you know? So like even today, I, I mean, I'm just being completely fucking transparent now, but it's like even today I reached out to some friends and was like, what are you doing this weekend? I'd like to celebrate my birthday. There's a couple of things around my birthday that I have a bit of a problem with. Not the age thing. I couldn't give a shit about that. And I'm having that many tweaks. I don't even think I look like my age at this point. But it's like... I'm, um, I have a lot of shame around my birthday. Like, I always felt like an inconvenience. And I always felt like, you know, um, 
not worth it, you know. And I, th- I think I know where that comes from. I really do. And um, so as I got older, I just was like, well, what's the point? No one wants to celebrate my birthday. And that would only have to be proven a couple of times for me to really, re- you know, believe that belief. And it's only kind of this year, really, that I've like, hang on a minute. I want my birthday celebrated. But, you know, I've said in a previous podcast, right, I've got a problem with circles because it's like the witchcraft thing. So as long as people don't stand in a circle and wish me happy birthday, we're cool. But that's like a my religion thing more than anything. But I, I, I mean, to be honest, I've done that many podcasts. I can't tell you which one that was in. Sorry, I need to be more organised. But when it comes with friends, just don't take it personally. You're going to go a couple of years with no one as you reset your baseline. You can be the nicest person on the planet and people just won't stick or accept you. You could be in the worst place possible and so low and you know, no one will want to reach out. But they'll be the first to say, oh, no, you know, I'm sorry to see her go. You know what they're like, you know, but you can't rely on anyone. You know, you can't. I've learned this personally, right? You can't make people check in to see if you're okay. You can't make someone love you. You can't make someone care for you. You can't make someone think of you and be really sweet. You might think of them all the time and you might see a book in the window of a shop or something and think, oh, they'd love that. Let me get them it or whatever. Or you might check in with them and ring them and see if they're okay. If they don't do those things to you, yes, there's different gradients in friendships and things like that. But when they start to hurt you, because they're really not meeting any of the expectations, then they have to go in the bin. They really do. It's not good enough. So be bold enough to be on your own for a while. But promise me one thing that you will do. As you learn about yourself and as you create distance from people who hurt you, and you're teaching them too that that is unacceptable. And this is what I mean. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes they don't. You know, I had a friend for years. I thought we were really close. We did everything together. She had a very um, a, a unique attachment style where I couldn't even go to the shop and she'd want to come as well. And I got used to it. I quite liked it in the end. And the minute she got a boyfriend, dropped me like a hot potato. And she would say that that was her shop and I would go swimming a lot, you see, and I'd take her to my... because she was new to the area... I took her to my swimming um, and then she took him behind my back. Not that it was like behind my back, but she went with him and then said, oh, well, this is my swimming thing. And it was like, uh, that's what I introduced you to. So what she ended up doing was taking all my hobbies, all my things and everything and even my friends and would say, oh, this is mine. And she kind of took it as her own. And, you know, it hurt me so much. It really stabbed me in the heart because I just thought the whole friendship was a lie. There was me looking out for you and introducing you to my life, my hobbies, the timings in which I go to things, the the friends that are there. I introduce you to the people in the shops that I speak to. And then the minute she found someone else who was going to give her more, more like meet more of her needs, then my life and what I introduced her to, she just deleted me out of it real quickly. 
right? And then I learned, I was like, that's not the first time that has happened in the sense of it's the switch. And what I've noticed is a lot of narcissistic people. I mean, we shouldn't diagnose, I know. But people who are very selfish and self-centered, they, they switch real quick. As soon as someone else meets their needs, they're gone. Yeah. And so I reflected a lot on that friendship and was like, where were the red flags? And I was like, you know what? Right at the beginning. Because I'm a bit of a free spirit, you know, like I say, I go on wonders and I do whatever I want. And she just wanted to be everywhere with me. I had got a lock on my door, you know, because um, she used to come in and knock on my bedroom door. And I was thinking, what the fuck? You know, and um, it was intense to begin with. And then she kind of pulled me into her ways and it became normal for me. But actually, the red flags were there right at the beginning. I, I was uncomfortable at the start. And then I look back at all the friends that I've lost and I'm like, actually, the red flags were, I didn't like you from day one. But people pull you into their ways. And when they do that, then they're going to spit you out the minute someone else comes along with more needs. It is a form of narcissism, I believe. But again, I don't want to diagnose, but it looks it looks to be it, you know. Um, so, you know, you're going to you're going to make the same mistakes constantly until you figure it out. And that's okay. No one's perfect, you know. And, you know, sometimes we have childhood friends and sometimes we don't. It's very easy to put on social media. I've known my friend for 20 odd years. I've got a friend that I've known since I was tiny. But what I haven't added, should I ever mention them, is that actually we didn't speak for like 15 of the fucking years. You know, we've only kind of really recently, in the last five years, reunited. You know, it's those gaps that people don't talk about. So they give this impression that they're consistently able to keep friends. Well, actually, no, there's a lot of in and out, you know. But I don't want you to ever feel alone. And like I said about 10 minutes ago before I went off on a tangent, there's one thing I really, really want you to do. Regardless of all what is going on, there's one thing I want you to do, and that is for you to be outstanding. So I want you to continue to be an outstanding person with an outstanding sense of humor, with an outstanding kindness and an outstanding ability to cut through the bullshit, stand on your own two feet and be alone for a while. Yeah. Being an outstanding person will put you on good stead and actually attract the right people into your life. And yes, it might take a while. You know, I, I said, didn't I, to you before, there's a guy who's been in Canada, Steve, big shout out. He messages me, likes my work, and then we've been talking through the Instagram and now we're pen pals. I mean, who would have fucking saw that coming? I didn't, and I'm sure he didn't. Some bird in England writing him letters with a fountain pen. You know, so we make friends through different means. You know, did I, I'm friendly with the postmen. Do you know what they've started to do? They're little shits, but I love them. There's a man and a woman, I think I told you this. They ring the buzzer and they're starting to do random voices down the buzzer, right? And the other day I, put, I, I like picked up the phone thing and I said, hello. And the guy went, it is that postman. 
and I was like, what the fuck is that? And we we're having such a banter, you know, and, and so friendly. And then they see me, they got the little postman Pat van and they see me on my little wanders and they pull over and say hello. And we have a bit of a chat in the middle of the street. And I say, oh, you got any posts for me? Or do you want me to drop any off to my neighbours? And sometimes they give me a load of posts to drop off on the way home. And I mean, honestly, I should have got paid for it. But we've become friendly. And this is what I mean, the gradients. Are we best friends? No. Do they know what my star sign is? No. You know, but we're friendly. So that is a, I'm putting them in the right place. You know, should I need them to put something under my you know, doormat, because I'm not in. Mind you saying that, do you know what? They're really cute. They've noticed that when my walking boots are not there, I'm wandering. So they leave parcels on my door because they know I won't belong. <laughs> How cute is that? Now, that's observational skills right there. Yeah. Either that or they think I'm really sad and I never leave town. I don't know. But anyway, so it's a friendly vibe. But are we best friends? No. Are we friendly? Yes. But if someone consistently hurts you and consistently strategically manipulates, then you don't want that energy. And if you're holding on to it, and I do know people who do this. Oh, I can't because, you know, I won't get any better. What the fuck? No, I'm sorry. But while you've got that toxic energy in your energy field, you won't be meeting any better. Take the risk. Be alone for a while, but stay outstanding. And you watch, you watch. It's only a matter of time then, babe. But promise me, all you need, all you need to make friends is a bit of time. All right, so promise me you won't waste your time with bad friends. I've known people for five, six years and then recently I was like, you know what, sod off, just sod off. I moved and I invited them round and I just got loads of excuses and I just thought... You know what? Just go away because quite honestly, every time I look back, it's always on your terms, on your turf. It's me catching the trains when you say it's okay. And I would love you to come round as a little housewarming and you just won't put the effort in. So snippity snip snip. See ya. Because it felt manipulative. It did. And I thought, nah, we're good. We're good. You know, and now I pull back and I'm like, meh, I've been alone for a while. I've been in hermit mode for ages. Yeah. And now I'm branching out a bit more. I've got my pen pal Steve in Canada. I've got the postman and woman. You know, I've got the lady in the florist that I pop in and say hello. Texted the other day, actually, and said, when you're free for a roast, let's go to the pub. It will happen organically when you're in a much more better position with yourself, okay? So stay outstanding. Do you know why I keep saying that word? Because you are. But just you're letting these people get you down. And you're letting this idea that you're not good enough and there's a lot of failure and isolation in your energy field and it's just not true. So we're not going to think like that, are we? And we're not going to go down that route. No. I know Christmas comes up and I know birthdays come up and you think, God, I've got to spend it on my own. I know as well I spend every Christmas on my own. I know what it's like. But one day, like I said, you can't make people care. But one day someone will show up and they will care. 
you know. And they will pop up and they will invite you or they'll come round and you can't make people care, but they will care. One day someone will care. I promise you. I promise you, all right? But you show up for yourself. That's the most important thing, you know. If you've got the bollocks to sit in a cafe on your own, do it. You know, I'll go cinema on my own. I don't give a shit. Better than... I used to go with a mate and I had to, like... Again, I had to dump her off. She kept throwing popcorn at me and stuff. She was very... like. I was thinking, go away. I don't want popcorn all over me. I was finding it when I got in. I was finding it everywhere. And it was falling out my clothing. She was toxic. She was just, like... Not because she just threw popcorn at me. There was other things as well. And to be honest, I thought, nah, I don't need this in my life. So I went to the cinema on my own and I felt like it was so much better without her. You see what I mean? I was like, oh, God, no, I'd rather go on my own. She talked all the way through the bloody thing, you know. I was like, I might as well ask for subtitles. So anyway, look, life is ups and downs and not everything happens all at the same time. Success comes and then your personal life falls apart and then your personal life goes up and then your success goes down. Like, it just never seems to be all on the same page. But... That's a shit book, isn't it? If it was all on the same page. You know, even just reading novels and books and stories and fairy tales, they're twists and turns and nothing happens at the same time. And that's life. That's life. So you might have, be going through a chapter right now where you have no friends, you know, and you feel a bit shit about yourself. But the next chapter, I wonder what the next chapter is going to say, you know? So just hold that little bit of faith, okay? Keep your chin up. You've done nothing wrong. Um, you can't make people do anything, and but stay outstanding because you absolutely are, sweetheart. You absolutely are. So on that note, I've got my arms out. Come on. Come for a cuddle. Squeeze. Mm, I love you loads. I really do. Keep that chin up, all right?